Welcome to the Beacon Way Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid-2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever-changing world of digital marketing for small businesses. Welcome back to another episode of The Beacon Way. I'm here with my business partner, Jennifer Christensen. She's up in Alaska. I'm down here in Nevada. And we are going to be continuing on our message of building your brand and really making sure that your marketing cultivates connections with your clients and removes barriers. So today we're going to be honing in on websites. We've talked a little bit about kind of the concepts and some of the theories behind marketing. We've talked about how to build your brand message. And now this month, we're going to dig deep into some actual nuts and bolts. And we're going to start with websites because their website is the hub of all your marketing. So you can have great Facebook ads and great Facebook presence and all this stuff. But if it doesn't funnel back to a website that's effective, and we'll talk about what that means today, you're going to be spending a lot of money for a lot less return than it could be. So your website is very important. So we're going to spend a whole month really digging in to websites today. We're sorry for this month. Okay, so let's get started. So today, Jen, talk to me a little bit about what should the goal of your website be? Why do we need an effective website? Yeah, I would love to be able to really distill that down to maybe, you know, one, two, three things, but the website has become even more and more important over the last few years. And so there's there's multiple goals that that really the website, your website should have. And one of the core things is your website is your foundation, like you talked about. So it's generally the place that you're sending everyone to learn about you, to know, like, and trust you, develop that conversation on a deeper level where people, you know, get to know either your service or your product. Most of our clients are services but get to know your service and feel comfortable with you. So it's that it's, I guess you would call it your, your salesperson, your digital salesperson ahead of your business. It's, it's got that piece. So that's number one. Number two, the experience people are having on your website is, is really twofold. And that is the visual experience of how they're experiencing your brand that way. But it's also the experience that they're having and how easy it is to find what they're looking for. And so that part of your goal, we call that removing barriers. So are you removing barriers to entry for people to do business with you to, again, know, like, and trust you? We talk about that a lot. But those two pieces of experience are critical. Your brand is the visual representation, but then it's also the technical side. You know, can they get to book an appointment with you quickly? Can they leave their information in a place that they don't have to then come back? They know that you've got their information and that you're going to contact them. So all of those things directly affect your bottom line really as a business. So goal number two would be experience. Goal number three, and this one has become really a hot topic over the last couple of years. Goal number three, how specifically targeted your content is to your audience in answering the questions that they have. And what has happened in the last couple of years is that Google has come into alignment with user experience. 
And what that means is that when a potential client comes onto your website and let's say they're looking for dental veneers and the page that they come to on your website is a general dentistry page, they tend to bounce off that page because it didn't answer the question that they were looking for. They were looking that it would give them information on dental veneers. So Google looks at that and says, hey, your website is not very specific to what the customers are typing in and what they're looking for. And so we're going to give you a lower score, which means that your website doesn't show up as much on SEO, meaning it doesn't show up as much when people are searching. And then on top of that, Google actually penalizes you. So let's say you're doing ads, you're doing um, paid ads for dental veneers, and you're sending them to the page that talks about dental dentistry. Google will take your money. So they'll let you do an ad for that. But they're going to charge you two to five times as much as the client that right. is sending people to a page that's specific to what people are searching for. Sure. So it becomes much more complex when you're thinking about how do I design my website? What information and content do I put on there? You really need to research it on the back end. One, thinking about who it is that you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So this would be number four would be really understanding who you are and who the target market is of who you're trying to reach. And then what questions do they have? What things are they searching for? And how can you best get them that information? Mm-hmm. It's actually really not, I guess I would say hard because, you know, if you know your business and you know that, you know, the things that your clients are looking for, you can, you can develop that and make that happen. I think people get overwhelmed by it because there's mm-hmm. so many different variables or maybe right. so many different service options. Mm-hmm. So then I guess back to next goal would be, we talked about removing barriers and goal two. So next goal would be conversions. So right. again, if your website is operating as that front digital salesperson, ideally, we know 93% of people are going to search online before they ever call you. Right. So we want your website to do that job for you. And your website basically is, if it's doing its job properly, it's set up very easy to convert for your business. This doesn't mean you have to have e-com. We do this for clients all the time in mental health, in dentistry, in med spa, all different types of industries where people are converting offline. In fact, they prefer that. They prefer to not have to talk to somebody if they can possibly help it, right? So give us some examples for those who might be wondering, what is a conversion? What does that mean? Does that mean just a phone call? Does that, there are different forms of conversion, if you will, that we in the marketing world use that term to mean several different things, especially within the website space. So can you give us some examples of what you might expect in from a conversion Am I making sense yeah, on that one? That's yeah. A great yeah, no, that's a great question. So it really depends on your industry on what you consider a conversion. So I'll give you two different examples. So for our mental health clients, a conversion is somebody who actually potentially goes all the way to book the appointment. So maybe they don't book the actual time, but they've given all their information. They've, they've let you know the availability they have, what type of help and treatment that they're looking for, or they're, they become a phone call. You know, they call you and mm-hmm. they make that appointment. So that is somebody who's converted from somebody who was looking that was interested to actually becoming a, um, a client. That is the most clean form of conversion. Other, other clients, you know, they, they maybe have a much more complex service that they're offering. Sure. Um, like we have a client 
in functional medicine. And we were sending them hundreds, hundreds of conversions per month. And it was actually overwhelming their entire internal staff. Mm-hmm. And only about a third of them were actually people that really would benefit from their service. So right. we cast too wide of a net in that one. And so what we did then is we actually changed the definition of what was a conversion for them. And how we did that is we created a funnel on their website that actually took people through a step-by-step process that before they could make a phone call to them or before they would fill out a form to them, they would actually have a little survey. They would watch a webinar, you know, make sure that this was a good potential service for them before they did the phone call. So we don't really, and now their conversions are down to, I think it's around 80 a month, but the conversions that are coming through have like a 70 to 80% close ratio the clients are much happier because they're not wasting their time. Right. And of course, the business is much happier. So conversions can actually be different from business to business. Like mm-hmm. I know in our, for Beacon, because we have a more complex or more customized service, that we might get 20, 30 leads a month and we call those conversions. You know, we, so we call our conversions leads. And then from those leads, you know, maybe half of them are good potential clients. And then half out of that, um, we end up finding a a good solution for. You can decide what you want to call that. I think it's really good to be thoughtful about what works best for your business. And I thought it was incredibly smart of the functional medicine client to recognize that, yes, we might get less quote unquote conversions by taking potential clients through this funnel to kind of qualify them. But in a way, again, they're letting their website do that work for them. Right. And it's saving, um, you know, multiple staff, extra staff members. Mm-hmm. It's saving the potential clients from reaching out to somebody they really can't afford, or it's not the right service for them. Sure. Everybody's, everybody's winning in that situation. Right. Well, I know that we provide different levels of service for different clients. Like you said, some clients, they want somebody to call immediately, or they want them to book the appointment through their calendar system, right? Others, like you said, that are more complicated, they may want somebody to download a white paper and learn more about them and, you know, go through a few steps. And I love that our websites now can do a lot of the pre-qualification for us that our internal staff used to have to do. And I think that's one of the beautiful evolutions of the website, if you will. And just to give a little background on websites, because it's kind of a fun... I've been doing websites, I won't say well, back in the early days, but I've been doing websites since the early 2000s. And back then, they were so awkward. They were just basically <laughs> a, a really ugly looking brochure online. Internet was was a thing. We were all using it very heavily, you know, for about a decade at that point, but it was still very awkward. And you weren't an established business if you didn't have a brick and mortar back then still. Right. You know, so website was this kind of secondary, okay, whatever, you know, people at that point weren't going to a website as their first hit. It was coming, But it was still very new, if you will. And over the last 20 years, that script has completely flipped. 
So oh, it became more prettier brochures online with a little more information here or there, a few more service pages, a little more robust. Oh, hey, we'll put some founders pictures up. Well, hey, we get this. Our sales team is telling us they're getting the same dumb question or the same question and they feel it's dumb because they hear it 10 times a day. But obviously it's not if they're getting it that many times a day. Let's put it up on the website so that people can get their question answered first. And so from when websites you know, launched 20, 25 years ago to where they are at now, they become the hub of your business. Now, Jennifer, you and I were just talking about it right before this podcast. Like we were looking at a business we used to do some stuff with five or six years ago and they have no website. So our our first assumption is they've gone out of business. Absolutely. And that that's the same thing as if you drive by and the storefront's closed. So there is has been a whole evolution on websites that from just something that's a placeholder online to now being really the first place, like you said earlier, the first place people hit. You know, they won't even try to see if you have a storefront. Usually they'll go to your website or maybe Google my business just to see if you exist and then it's click the website button. You yeah, know? I feel like the whole thing, like you said, is is flipped that it's almost more critical that you have a web presence now than a storefront. I right. think for a lot and of businesses, that's the truth. They don't have that. Well, especially with COVID even dug this in deeper, right? With so many people going remote, businesses having to shut their storefront down and going completely online. And so yeah. it's it's it made that whole transition you know, or position even more of a thing, I believe in our culture now, where you you do have to have that website and you kind of can't exist without it anymore. Definitely not to scale. No. You know, I've seen, I've seen a couple of really small uh, mom and pops that are just doing like a Facebook page or something like that. And that, that can work okay for them. But if you're looking to scale your business or have a service business that is accessible, right. um, people can do Absolutely. And so surely, I'm excited. yeah, Go ahead. Like, especially if you're looking for conversions, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, because you don't have a whole lot of conversion options on Facebook. You definitely have some for sure. I mean, they're trying to make more all the time. You can buy right off that page. You can, but a lot of times, yeah, people are needing to re- get redirected to a website to do anything else. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about two things that are a little bit controversial on websites. One is reviews. There's a lot of fake reviews now. I just saw that Amazon is now suing tons of actually fake review groups on Facebook. Mm. I think it was over, I want to say it was over a thousand. Wow. Actually doing the admins. So um, that's become like a real thing, but the whole social proof review thing is Mm -hmm. really a big deal. And then should you put your price on your website? Yeah. It's really controversial. I have definite opinions about that. So excited to share some of that later. Yeah. Especially when we get into services pages, for sure. So to wrap up today's blog, uh, today's podcast about websites, which have blogs, hence my wonderful dyslexic moment right there. So we talked a lot today about the goals of your website. We're going to dig into some of the navigation pages next. So I want to touch on that real quick before we leave. There are basic pages that you need to have on your website. You can add more, but the whole kiss thing, keep it simple, stupid, really applies to websites. Do not overcomplicate your websites. They need to have certain elements. And like I said, we'll get into that more in the rest of the podcast this month, but keep it 
simple. The easier it is to navigate, the more often you are going to have better conversions because you're removing those barriers. So here's the basic foundation pages that you need to have. Obviously, you need to have a homepage. Everybody pretty much knows that. This is your landing page. This is where the kind of the face of the company. Think of this as your storefront. For those of you that want that brick and mortar illustration, this is the front. This is the how your company presents itself. Then you want an about page. And last I was looking, Jen, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's amazing how many people that's one of the first places they go is they want to know yeah. about your company. I think it's uh, statistically the the second highest page that people look at on every website, which is yeah. so strange. Right. But they want to know who they're working with, right? They want to know the story. They want to know the people. So the your about page is very important. And then you have your services or your product pages. And we'll dig into this a lot later, but this is where maybe your prices go as we get into that controversial subject. But it's also important to make sure that you have enough diversity in your pages so that your Google ads and various other advertising methods are effective. Then also, you should probably have a blog role. Not everybody wants to have a blog because they don't want to maintain it. But if you have the capacity to either pay a professional to maintain a blog or you love to write and you or maybe don't love to write, but you have a message to get out, a blog page is powerful. And we'll get into a lot of that later. An FAQ page can be very dynamic to addressing a lot of issues that your front desk staff or your sales team has to deal with a lot. It can do, again, a lot of that pre-qualification for you. And then finally, yes, you have to have a contact us page. Doesn't matter if the information is all the way across every single one of your pages at the bottom of the page and the top page, you have to have a contact us page because people will look for that before they'll scroll to the bottom of your website to see all your contact information at the bottom of the page. So this is part of your having a good user experience. So those are some of the foundational pages. And that's what we're going to dig into the rest of this month is how to make those pages effective and what are the goals and purposes of those pages. So thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you join us next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com.